Hello, everyone. Welcome into Attacking Third. I'm Sandra Edward. I lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we're going to do a Houston Dash preview. So make sure you leave us a rating interview on your favorite podcast platform. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to us right here at youtube.com slash attacking third. Make sure you get all that exclusive NWSL content. Previews, recaps, interviews, all right here with A3. The NWSL season is going to kick off on March 25th. You can catch games on Paramount+. Plus, and we are doing a preview for every single club in the league, a podcast, and on YouTube. So make sure you tell your friends, your family, your cousins, your pets, your neighbors, everybody that you know that the NWSL is making its return. Lisa, we got to chat about Houston Dash. You ready? I am so ready to talk about this team. I'm excited about this team. Let's go bring on the orange. Dash on, baby. Let's start with an overview of Houston Dash and see what they did in the offseason. They're going to be led by new head coach Sam Lady. It's going to be his first year as a head coach after spending so much time as an assistant with the Oil Rain franchise. Uh, there's also been uh, some coaching shifts as well. Uh, Sarah Loden uh, resigned with a coaching contract uh, in place. So going to have to see how the staff looks like uh, moving forward with this team after London did a lot of work with the uh, with Houston. Um, so we'll have to maybe keep an eye on, on how things get fleshed out there. This team finished number four. They hosted a playoff game in Houston. They had scenes in Houston around this playoff game. I loved it. I remember when we were talking about the playoff push and we loved how they were marketing this playoff game. It was an exciting time. They made history as a franchise and they finally got to the postseason for the first time in their history, a 10, six and six record to give them number four overall, but they lost unfortunately in that quarterfinal match to Kansas city, a two, one loss. And uh, that meant what were they going to do in the off season? What was Houston dash going to do to make sure that they not only try to make their return to the postseason, but go ahead and do better. So we took a look at some of their moves, draft, some of their acquisitions, and we gave them an offseason grade of a B plus. So let's talk a little bit as to why we gave them a B plus, because it includes everything. The offseason includes everything. It includes the coaching hires. It includes the new staff hires. It includes how, what they did in the draft and who they got, how they navigated free agency. And Houston Dash is one of those teams that made sure they locked up some players out of free agency pretty early on yeah. uh, in, in the first ever free agency period. And they did it with re-signings. They wanted to make sure that they got back Sophie Schmidt. They wanted to make sure that they got back uh, Alisa Chapman, two uh, Canadian internationals who have been with Houston for a very long time uh, and have really sort of become faces of the franchise in, in a sense, just because of their tenure uh, with, with Houston. But they also went out and uh, had an active draft day that maybe didn't necessarily include, uh, you know, a dozen draft picks, although they did make some good selections, but it included the acquisition of Diana Ordonez in the trade with North Carolina 
courage. So we're looking at all of these different moves. And for us, I know the Ordonez uh, acquisition is probably the bigger of the moves for this franchise. Yeah, massive. I mean, I think w- with our grade of B plus in this offseason, I think it does start with someone like a Sam Lady, um, new head coach coming into this team who who spent every other season, all 10 years prior with O.L. Reign as an assistant coach, saw a lot of different coaches there at O.L. Reign. I mean, mostly with Laura Harvey. Um, and I'd argue Laura Harvey is one of the, the greatest coaches that we've seen in a very long time in, in the States. And to be able to learn from her over the last several years, especially the last couple being in O.L. Reign, um, this is massive for this Houston side. And I think, honestly, it was almost like a, a trade off a little bit. Like I'm sad that Houston lost Juan Carlos Amaros because I think the turnaround that Amaros did with this Houston team last year at the end of the year was really good, right? He brought them to the playoffs. That first time the club had ever done that and they lose him to a Gotham team and a Gotham side. This is the next best thing. And Sam Lady, it may even be better because now you're getting someone that's coming in with a bit of a clean slate, had watched this team in Houston from a distance for a number of years and understood in Sam Lady, as soon as he came in, he knew he wanted to re-sign some of these veterans and some of these staple pieces of his team, which says that he's been watching and he didn't want a clean state slate, right? Like signing a Sophie Schmidt, signing an Alicia Chapman, um, signing a Katie Lind, uh, who's formerly Houghton or not. And excuse me, got married in the off season. I think those are, are massive. And Ali Prysock really shoring up your defensive end of the field, um, is, is really big for this off season of, of this Houston dash team as they try to bring in some of these other players, um, Diana Ordonez, the biggest move that Houston could have made in in getting the sophomore player fresh or forward, excuse me, out of North Carolina. Um, that was really the first move that we saw Sam Lady do in, in acquiring players. Just imagine a Diana Ordonez, an Ebony Salmon, a Maria Sanchez front line for Houston Dash, because that gives me chills, Sandra. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm smiling listening to you chat about it. I think, you know, you and I were at the draft yeah. and um, when that trade went through, when it finally dropped, we were like, man, this is going to be fun. Houston is going to stay a fun team because they were a fun team to watch um, last year, you know, with 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 Sanchez and and, and Prince and, and Ebony Salmon, who, who came into the mix uh, in the second half of the season. So. Um, similar energy. We were just really, really excited to, to you know, in terms of what this could mean mm-hmm. for the Dash moving forward. And that was, you know, in the middle of the draft. So they also made draft picks. They they drafted uh, Sophie Hurst out of Harvard at number 20, Jalissa Harris at 22, uh, Lindsey Jennings out of uh, Louisiana State University, and Madeline DeSino from UCLA. So walking away with four picks, both Maybe all of them could be made and be made an argument for defensive minded, but uh, midfield and, and three defenders, I think, if you're looking for like actual positioning. But um, in terms of maybe the the losses, you know, for for this team, like we're very excited for the additions, whether it was an Ordonez or even a Courtney Peterson that they engage in with a later trade in the offseason uh, with Orlando Pride or making the the signing of of uh, Barbara Oliveri from from Liga MX Femenil. And this trend of like trying to make sure that they get local players kind of back in the mix, you mm-hmm. know, um, 
Olivieri is, is someone from from Ken, I believe, or Donez is really excited to be back home. I mean, that was part of the push for a trade to try to return to her hometown and and home state and get be able to play in front of family and friends. Um, making the acquisition for Havana Salon, you know, getting some more field depth for this team uh, because there might be some players missing during the world cup. You know, we've been talking about that and all of the, uh, all of the previews, but uh, it's not just going to be that world cup stretch that they have to deal with. I mean, they're going to deal with having lost some players um, out of preseason and out of the off season. They've already waived Julia Ashley and their defensive line. Um, They waived uh, Brie Vasali, who is now playing, overseas with Brighton and Ho. Uh, Lindsay Harris no longer with the team. Midfielder Tierney Wiltshire is no longer with the team. Um, but the biggest, I think, for, for these uh, losses, we're looking at the absence of Nichelle Prince. She's listed yeah. on the roster, but is out with a season-ending injury. Had torn her ACL, unfortunately, while on duty with Canada um, towards the latter stages of 2022. So I think that's that's probably the biggest loss, right? Yeah. And I think they knew they knew that going into their offseason. They knew that going into the draft. So making a move for uh Diana Ordonez, I think, you know, it's it's a little bit you got like two different players across the top line and an Ordonez who could play more centrally versus a prince who typically was had responsibilities out wide. But I think when you've got, you know, a Salmon, a Sanchez uh, to sort of look at and sort of build that top line. Ordonez. And then you have an Ordonez now to slot into the front three. I think they might not miss, they might not miss a, a step in their attack. But Nichelle Prince is still a huge loss for, for yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I don't think they're going to – they still have players to be able to play in that front line, but you miss that extra piece with Nichelle Prince. I mean, yeah. she is just so crucial, and she has been for this team in the front line. I mean, she's one of those players that can – you know what you're going to get from her day in and day out. So that's really what they're missing. Now, there are other players that can step up and right, and always provides more opportunities for other players to get more times, but that's a really big loss in Nichelle Prince. Now, she'll still be around the team uh, – most likely doing rehab with the Houston training stash and, and be there, but it's, it's still pretty difficult to not have her as a weapon to go to for Sam lady throughout this year. But I think when you look at the gains and the losses for this team specifically that they've done, I think B plus is the grade we gave them. That's pretty honest. Um, because of some of the losses, right? I mean, you look at goalkeeper Lindsay Harris as well, no longer on this roster. Um, I think that's a change in the locker room for this team that they're going to have to see and and have to deal with a little bit, not necessarily in terms of on the pitch. Um, I mean, we saw Jane Campbell run away with this team last year and over the last couple of years, she's been the name saying goal. So it does help to add some of those new pieces in, but I, I think Havana Salone is, is a nice add on from North Carolina as well in this mix. They've, they've got good pieces. They definitely added some depth as well in getting a defender in, in Courtney Peterson. I mean, I think Havana Salone is also going to add a little bit of depth in that midfield. And then all of the draft picks that Houston came out of the draft with. Um, I'm excited about that. Jalissa Harris, like yeah. that's a big get out of South Carolina, a, a yeah. defender that can also add depth. I think that's where you really have to look at because now they've got a lot of defenders on this roster and a lot of defenders that have been there consistently. And I know we're going to talk about that, but I think when you lose so many different 
players in your, or when you gain too many players in your attacking end, you sometimes just get so excited about that, but you don't realize that you're going to have X amount of players sitting on the bench on the defensive end and who's going to rotate in for those forwards up top because we usually don't see that much rotation in, on the defensive side of things. Well, let's have a little fun with it. We're going to talk a, about the roster, the preseason roster for Houston Dash, and take a look at maybe some players that we haven't chatted about uh, in the course of this offseason overview. So make sure you stick with us right after a quick break. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's share a little bit about Houston's preseason roster in a glance, five goalkeepers. Wow. <laughs> to start off preseason, uh, Grace Barber, Jane Campbell, Ella Diedrich, uh, Devin Kerr, and Savannah Madden. Diedrich, season-ending injury, but still listed. We talked a little bit about the departure of Lindsey Harris. Devin Kerr, question mark, possibly going to fulfill that role. They went out and acquired her in the offseason mm -hmm. as well, uh, Washington Spirit. Defenders. Uh, initially listed with 13, once upon a time, Julia Ashley was included in that bunch. But Alyssa Chapman, Chai Cortez, Anika Creel, Haley Davidson, Madeline DeSino, uh, Caprice Didasco, Brianna Halverson, Jalissa Harris, Natalie Jacobs, Lindsay Jennings, Katie Lynn, formerly Naughton, and Ali Prysock. Double-digit defenders. We've got double-digit midfielders as well. Uh, Hope Breslin, Amy Curran. Players. Uh, yeah, a lot of players. Uh, Wasila Dewara Sola, uh, Sola uh, Elizabeth Eddy, Shay Groom, Macamay Gomera Stevens, Kelsey Hedge, uh, Sophie Hurst, Libby Moore, Sophie Schmidt, Havana Salon, Marissa Vigiano, and uh, double digit forwards as well. So we've got uh, Michaela Obam, uh, Michelle Alose, uh, Jolie Anderson, uh, Ryan Garris, uh, Paulina Gramaglia, who's currently on loan. Uh, we'll chat a little bit about that. Uh, Danielle Murguia, Dan uh, Diana Ordonez, Michelle Prince. Ebony Salmon, Maria Sanchez, and Cameron Tucker as well. So there's some names out here that we hadn't uh, gotten an opportunity to chat about in terms of our off-season overview of this team. And as we're previewing them, I'm wondering where some of these players are going to fit. There's a lot of non-roster invitees on this one. There's your, your four draft picks as well, some season-ending injuries sprinkled uh, throughout this preseason roster, and double-digit numbers for defenders' position, midfielders, forwards. Uh, 
obviously this team is going to whittle some things down come yeah. opening day. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say, hey, there's some players who didn't get a chance to talk about. Yeah, we're only here for 45 minutes because there's just a lot on this roster. I mean, it's it's hefty. Um, it's a lot of really tough decisions, I'm going to say, for a, a coach like Sam Lady to look at this list. But I think defenders is an issue that – not an issue, but they've got to sure up some of that space yeah. in, in that back line, right? I mean, you've got someone like an – Elise Chapman, Caprice Didasco, Katie Lind, um, Allie Prysock. Those are your four starters at this point. Um, and then you add in a couple of different draft picks, right? Madeline, Jalissa Harris. I, I think that Natalie Jacobs is also one that we could see across that back line. It's, there's a lot of different moving parts that Sam Lady has to deal with in terms of what kind of formation they're going to play and, and how Houston is going to be able to be consistent enough defensively that they can allow for a little bit of movement with your internationals coming in and out with the injuries that have been faced with this team. Um, I think also the midfield is, is tight with 12 of them. I mean, it's tight. There's, there's not a lot of wiggle room on this roster. If you need to make an impact immediately during preseason and solidify your spot in this starting lineup just to kind of see how it goes. Now, we don't know specifically how Sam Lady is going to be as a head coach, right? Because he's been an assistant for so long and he's been an assistant under Allura Harvey. So perhaps we kind of go off of that and say, okay, Sam Lady is going to be a similar coach like Allura Harvey. Uh, this is a big roster for a coach like that to, to not be able to rotate a lot of different players in. Um, pretty consistent with the starting lineup is someone like Laura Harvey. And if that translates to Sam Lady, this is going to be really difficult, really difficult. I mean, but I'm most excited about this forward group. <laughs> Michaela Abam, Michelle Alozi, Joelle Anderson. Uh, we saw time from this player last year. Ryan Garris also saw time from this player last year. Uh, Paulina, the Argentina international, Diana Ordonez, Ebony Salmon, Maria Sanchez. Like, this excites me. This yeah. front line is definitely exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I think you, you make a great point about what we're going to see when it comes to Sam Letty and how he's going to sort of nail down a – an ideal starting 11, you know, I think back to when he had to take over in the very brief interim with Ola Rain as they fired uh, Fareed Ben City and had plans to bring back Laura Harvey after the to- her time uh, with the United States Women's National Team in the Tokyo Games. Mm-hmm. So there's this window of time that he had to play head coach. For this team. And it was a very curious time because this all rain side had a lot of talent on the roster, but weren't exactly putting together or stringing together the results. I think that, you know, fans anticipated or even the players that anticipated um, and they were really kind of on the outside looking in and then they really kind of turned things around under Sam Lady, kind of went strung together some results. Uh, you get Laura Harvey back into the picture. They... Mm-hmm get into contention for the Shield at the end of 2021, make the playoffs, right? It's it's a very lovely story, although they didn't win uh, a Shield or the championship, but good turnaround for them in terms of a tale of two halves of right. the season. So I'm, I'm very, very curious. I'm with you in terms of how he is, how is Sam Lee going to navigate 
an entire year with a team from an off season, you know, preparation to preseason phase to running a table throughout the duration of a regular season um, and kind of navigating some challenges early. I mean, we're talking about how there are some pretty significant season ending injuries on this preseason roster. So in a sense, there are just some decisions that have already been made for the coaching staff. They are not going to have, uh, you know, Anika Creel available. They're mm-hmm. not going to have, even in the midfield, they're not going to have Macamego Mara Stevens available. Yep. They're not going to have Kel- Kelsey Hedge available. They're not going to have, uh, you know, Nichelle Prince available in the forward core that we, we've chatted a little bit about. So in a sense, they already know who they are going to be without, you know, so right. maybe they're going to take a look at those areas and how they're going to iron them out. Which I think helps at this point in the season. Yeah, it does. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know if, if we're looking at those draft picks specifically and saying one of these four draft picks are going to absolutely be the young prospect to get in there and force, a, uh, force the franchise to give them a contract and say, Hey, I'm going to make the impact for you. I think there's a lot of talent on this roster, even with some of the season ended injuries that we're talking about, but we're still keeping an eye on uh, Diana Ordonez, I think in the young prospect category, the young prospect who's going to go in there and make an impact for this team, because she's just going to enter the sophomore phase of her career. And this is off of a ridiculous. Yeah rookie campaign so we're talking about setting a bar ridiculously high a record-breaking bar for Diana Ordonez because she broke the record for goal scoring by a rookie in NWSL last year in 2022 11 goals 11 goals from this player in 19 matches so what is that going to look like? How is that going to translate into year two? We hear so often about the, the sophomore slump jinx and what is that going to look like? Not only did they go out and make a trade and acquire this player, they renegotiated a contract. They She will be in Houston for the next few years. They mm-hmm. have plans to grow with and around this player. We want to see her keep up the goal scoring rate. I, I do not want this sophomore slump to get her. No. I do not. I want so much for Diana Ordonez. I, I really do. Um, this is also a roster and a team in which, despite all of the internationals they have, Mexico is, sorry, not going to the World Cup. And because of that, it allows for a relationship between someone like Adana Ordonez and, and Maria Sanchez to really, really flourish. Oh, yeah. And I think that that chemistry is going to be so crucial for this Houston side. I mean, Diana Ordonez is such a skilled player in that she can do so much of it herself, right? It, getting into the box. But if you can get someone in the wings – in the flanks, sending crosses into the box. We saw Diana Ordonez getting up aerial presence, scoring header after header for North Carolina last year. And you know who crosses the ball? One of the best in the entire league, Maria Sanchez. Hello. I'm so excited about this. And I really just want so much for Diana Ordonez. I think that maybe she won't get that sophomore slump because she's at a new team, a new club. She's home, right? This is now Diana Ordonez's home. When North Carolina played in Houston last year, there was like a whole section for Ordonez. I think under being under a Sam lady is also going to help someone like an Ordonez. I want so much for this player. I really do. Um, I really do. I think that this could be the year of Diana Ordonez if she makes it her year. 
Well, I mean, look, the, the World Cup cycle will definitely provide some opportunities and some some different looks uh, for, for players in the, over the course of the regular season. But that's why we also need to take a look at an experienced veteran that uh, this team might pull from. And Houston Dash is a roster that has a number of mm-hmm. veterans that they could sort of look to and and um, kind of pull as, from, as an example, both on and off the pitch. I believe in our previous... Um, in last year's preview for Houston Dash, I think we went with Sophie Schmidt, right? This is someone yeah. who's been with the team a long time. So we were sort of looking at, at different areas, and we really think that's going to, that responsibility is going to lie on somebody like a Katie Lind, uh, formerly Katie Naughton, um, got married in the offseason. Uh, this is someone who was captain the team at, at times. Um, and was uh, nearly, it was uh, an iron woman for them playing every single minute. Um, this is a player who is, once they went ahead and uh, acquired her in the trade, has really just sort of elevated her profile in terms of her importance to this team. Um, and I think for a little while there, uh, this club was trying to figure out how they were going to get Katie Lind, uh, a stable and consistent center back partner and they went out and they offered, you know, they re-signed uh, Ali Prysock to an extended contract as well. So there's, there's some things working here in uh, Houston's favor when it comes to this back line. And one of those things I think is absolutely leadership uh, mm-hmm. from, uh, from Katie Lynn. I agree. I think the team's going to have to lean on her also in conjunction with the Jane Campbell in net. Um, but I think it's going to be a, a great year for Katie Lynn. I mean, she's been so consistent over the last couple of years, Lynn. Um, she really, really has. And with a lot of different moving parts in front of her coming in and out for the World Cup, which we're going to talk about, I think it's going to be crucial for Lind this year um, to solidify her spot, right? Even along the back line, the roster right now has 13 or 12 defenders listed at this point. And if Naughton's the the one consistent in the back line, I don't think she will. I think there'll be a few other consistencies. She has to be the one that really holds all the glue together. I'm I'm excited for Lind in this year. Um, I, I mean, she went on that playoff run with the team last year. There's just like a lot of different pieces that lead Lind to be one of the most experienced veterans on this team that's going to lead them. Let's uh, let's take a look at uh, some players who may be absent during the World Cup stretch, which is why they're going to have to rely on somebody like a Kaylin. Uh, Houston Dash, no strangers to the World Cup uh, cycle. They are one of 12 teams who will likely miss a number of players. No final rosters out yet for national teams, but there's a possibility that they could, uh, you know, be without their Canadians and Sophie Schmidt and Elisa Chapman. Uh, Abini Salmon has been called into uh, England national team camps. Uh, so she's still within the mix of the, of the player bubble for, for England. Uh, Paulina Gramaglia, although someone who's bought out and on loan, likely to be absent with Argentina. Uh, Michelle Jose with Nigeria. Havana Salon uh, could mm-hmm. make a return with Jamaica. In this World Cup, she was with them during their uh, debut in 2019 and is likely to be absent uh, with Jamaica once more in 2023. So once these final rosters drop, obviously we'll have a better idea or a better picture of who might go missing for Houston. But even just in hypotheticals, this is a lot of players. This is a lot. 
This is this is a lot of players. Um, it really is, right? Like Alozi, Schmidt, Salmon, Chapman. These are all really consistent players for Houston that they've lost, right? Most previously um, in other international cycles. But I think it's going to be difficult this year because of of the lack of experience in the players that will step into those roles. Now it does provide great opportunity and we've seen some players come in and grab opportunity, take it and, and say that this is mine. It's going to be impossible for others to, to get this role back. But I think that there could be a bit of a drop off when we lose some of these internationals for Houston during the world cup. Now it's mostly the challenge cup that'll be played during this time. Um, most Challenge Cup games as the World Cup takes place from July 20th to August 20th. And of course, as as these teams um, get knocked out of the World Cup run, they have the option to return to their clubs and continue playing. So it might not be as long as some other internationals that'll be going, but it'll still be pretty big and at an important, crucial part of the season. So Houston needs to rack up points at the start of the year with who they have. Bless you, bud. Oh, Bless you. Thank you. Excuse the me. Take, the take was too much. The take was too much that you had to sneeze. Yeah, it happens. It happens sometimes. Live happens. digital streaming. I got you back. Don't even worry about it. Listen, <laughs> I'm with you 100. Um, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at things like Challenge Cup. Yeah. I'm looking at things through like those stretches of time where maybe we will see um, some players who are likely to not get time, whether they're those draft picks or even just those depth players, um, get some time during those, those challenge cup moments. Um, you know, I mean, we're looking, we're looking at, you know, young player to make an impact or veteran player to, 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 to draw from in terms of their experience and, and lean on. But, uh, I think number of players will, will, likely fill those type of roles as well. You can look across the roster and, and see that. I mean, mm-hmm. Rosa Vigiano is a player that, that we haven't talked about too much on this, on this preview. And she is someone likely to, to have to step up a little right. bit in, in this, in this 2023 season, um, especially in, in that midfield, you know, that's going to be missing people, you know, maybe I think Elizabeth Eddy too. You could throw her into that mix. We could I think you can include her there as well. Yeah. Another one of those players has been around for, for a long time. Um, you know, Ryan, Ryan Garris, you know, someone who, who might get time during, you know, those, those long stretches uh, in, in light of, uh, you know, some of the rotations that we're, we're going to see. So I am, I'm very curious as to, you know, how the coaching staff is going to navigate some of those absences, um, some of those stretches, uh, whether they're challenge cup or regular season. Um, but we mostly, I mean, this roster is mostly uh, intact from their 2022 uh, quarterfinals finish. And we like the moves that they made in the off season, uh, to try and boost their chances Mm -hmm. to go a little further. So I think that's the, that's the biggest question around this team going into 2023. It's not, can they get to the postseason? We know that they can, but can they get there and go on a run. Can they win a postseason playoff match? And maybe that alludes to our projected finish for them in 2023. And uh, I think it's safe to say we both agree that this is going to be a playoff team in 2023. 
Yeah, this is for sure going to be a playoff team. You don't look at everything they they did last year and and tell little has changed on the roster, how much they've gained uh, literally in a Diana Ordonia's one player can add so much. Um, it's a winning coach coming into the program in San Lady. They will make it back to the playoffs. I, I'm for sure about that. Four to seven, right? I'll give them that seven range pushing for it at the end. But can they win in the postseason? That's going to be hard to do. I'm I'm not sure they're going to host a game at the end of it all in pre or at the in the postseason, um, and that's hard to do on the road, despite especially like depending on the competition you're going up against. And this is a Houston side that went into the playoffs last year against a Kansas City, a really tough Kansas City team, and they end up losing two to one in that matchup. And Kansas City goes on to the final, so. I think that Houston has more going for them this year. They're going to ride the wave of last year. Yes, I see it. Houston going to the postseason. Can they get that win? Can they get that win in the postseason and make it to the quarterfinals or make it to the semis? You know, just push on. Getting chills. I'm excited. I'm ready for this regular season to pop off. I know everybody is waiting for March 25th and opening weekend to come through, but that's all we've got for everyone today in terms of our previews. Thank you all so much for hanging in there and joining us and our team by team previews, but that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third and we'll be back with more team by team previews for the 2023 season it kicks off on march 25th on paramount plus for sandra herrera and lisa roman this was attacking third